0: To the Beef Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to discuss the topic of early weaning calves. And to have a conversation about this, I'm joined today by Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's a cow-calf and stocker cattle management specialist based at the Panhandle Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, Dr. Wilkie, as we record this podcast, the panhandles had some pretty good moisture. In fact, we're seeing green grass and a lot of grass, better grass than we've seen in a number of years, but it's not that way across the whole state. In fact, the eastern half of the state is still in pretty dry conditions, and this is presenting a scenario where I think many cow-calf producers might want to consider the option of early weaning calves. Just talk through with us some of the principles that they need to think about, uh, things we need to consider, if that's an option we're looking at, and how we can help those calves get started on feed and still have an animal that's really saleable and can still perform well as we look at the good market prices we're seeing currently for, for feeder cattle and for calves.
1: Right. So early weaning certainly might be an option for some people that are tight on resources um, and need to maybe get some numbers off of their pastures. So that's that's definitely an option for producers to consider So when we talk about the early weaned calf, there's probably some things that we need to think about in terms of rumen development so that they know where their calves are in terms of rumen development and then where to go from there with the calf. And so really that calf up until he's about three months of age isn't really considered a full ruminant, but by the time he's about 90 days of age, if he's been out on grass with his mom, then he probably does have some pretty good rumen development and could be early weaned pretty easily at that point. The thing we need to keep in mind is that his rumen is still very small though. And so it needs to have some pretty highly digestive feed that can move through it, have a pretty good passage rate so that he can have a higher rate of intake to keep the nutrients level up that he needs. Because now if we're going to early wean, uh, we are going to need to replace some of the nutrients that the milk was supplying to the calf in the form of other feeds. And those need to be highly uh, digestible and pretty nutritious so that we can maintain a pretty good nutrition level for that calf. So we need to think about some of those things.
0: So in Nebraska, we're fortunate in that we do have access to distiller's grains, both dried and wet. And that really does fit an early weaned calf very well because of the energy and protein profile that's there. Uh, Just share with us a little bit about how that would fit in a early weaned calf diet and how people might use that to their advantage.
1: So that's a good point. Um, Nebraska is blessed with a lot of distiller's grains and when the calf... Suckles, he the suckling reflex closes the esophageal groove, and that milk, even though it's highly digestible, goes past the rumen and into the abomasum and is digested there. So the bacteria and and the protozoa, the, all the microbes in the rumen really don't get access to the milk, and so. The neat thing about distiller's grains is that the protein in it, for one, it is it is a high level of protein. It's about 30% crude protein, but about 65% of that is rumen-undegradable protein. So even though it goes into the rumen, uh, it actually doesn't get digested until it also gets to the abomasum, and then it can be absorbed in the small intestine for muscle and tissue growth as opposed to being a source of nitrogen for the bacteria in the rumen. And so that is a good source of feed that if we can get access to it and maybe mix that with some oat hay or some millet hay or, you know, something that's a good quality feed, some kind of grass hay, as opposed to really rough stuff like um, crop residues, things like that. Those are not really the best feed sources for a early weaned calf. But if we can come up with some of those hays, even if they're not the the highest quality that that hay normally can be, we can still utilize that fairly well in an early weaned diet.
0: So let's just talk through a little bit some logistics around early weaning calves if folks haven't done this before. And I'm just thinking about hens, bunks, water, uh, even the diet they're going to transition to if they've been out on pasture and now we're going to early wean just help us think through some of the logistics of making this work.
1: Yeah, there are some ways to make this work um, pretty smooth for people. And there's and, and there's times that it can be a real nightmare if you don't think through some of those things. And so if we have to put them up in a dry lot, if the pen is more designed for, you know, 600, 700-pound calves, got 300-pound calves in there, then they may be crawling through the bunks. Or the there may be some holes in the fence that you didn't realize that they were there. So we need to make sure that the pen is tight for that small of a calf. But then, um, as you just mentioned, we also need to make sure they can reach the bunk and that they can reach the water source. Um, Calves that can't reach water are not going to have very good dry matter intake. And if the calf doesn't eat well, he doesn't grow well and pretty soon he gets sick. So water, fresh water and feed are both very important to that early weaned calf. And so the nice thing about an early weed calf is they're very efficient in their gain and they can do really well, but they've got to be able to reach the feed and they've got to be able to reach the water. And then as you were just mentioning, if they've been out on grass with their mom, they, they may we may be trying to offer them some feeds that they're unfamiliar with and that may be harder for them to get started on feed. And of course, the sooner we can get them started on feed, the better that they're going to do. So if we have some hay that's similar to grass that we could put out for them to get them started and then slowly add, you know, some wet distillers mixed with oat hay and maybe a little corn or something like that, you know, whatever our diet is going to be, then that's great. Usually fermented feeds are a little bit of a turnoff to calves. and So we want to be a little slower starting silage and things like that if the calf has not been exposed to it. On the other hand, if producers have already had to dry lot the cow as a pair and they've been feeding her a mixture of residues and distillers and silage or something, then all you have to do is kind of replace that wheat straw with a better quality hay, and that calf is going to go right to it because he's already been eating that with his mother. So it kind of depends a little bit about what their previous situation was, but thinking through some of those things and, and getting that set up for that calf can really make that transition smooth.
0: So some of the rations you described are what we would call more of a total mixed ration coming out of a feed truck or a chuck wagon. I guess talk through with us some options for folks that maybe have bunks and round bale feeders. What what can they do with the early weaned calf?
1: So that calf is still going to need a supplement. The highest quality hay that we have out there is still not going to really meet the needs of an early weaned calf. So we can do that. We can put them on a, you know, a hay bale um, or string out some hay or whatever. But we need to maybe have some bunks that we can also put some dried distillers in a bunk or a cube, something, but we're still going to have to come up with a protein source and a little more energy that's in the hay um, if we're going to still try to target that two pounds a day gain or whatever we're trying to get out of that calf, whatever our target is. You know.
0: How about things like an ionophore and what do we need to think about in terms of mineral package to complement some of the feeds you've talked about?
1: So, ionophores like, you know, Romence and those are what our ionophores are, and they do help um, the Kef be more efficient, and they can actually, you know, help with some other things like preventing coccidiosis. Those are nice if they're included in a, like a mineral package or something, and, and so sometimes there are... Feed stores that have a pellet or something that will have maybe it's a distillers-based pellet, and then it also has some added vitamins, and then maybe it also has an ionophore in it. And so that may be something that producers want to look into, especially if they are going to put them on a hay ale or something. Don't have a lot of options for a mixed ration. So those are those are options too. A pellet that's already got all that in it can make it easier for everybody. And so vitamins and minerals are very important. Vitamin A is very important for immune function. Zinc and copper are very important for immune function. And so we wanna be sure that we have a vitamin and mineral package that provides that. And it may be that that comes already in a you know a distiller's pellet with the ionophore. It may be a something you can get, but always we wanna evaluate price of our supplements that we're gonna get and then the value of that gain because we still need to make sure that we're not spending more than we should.
0: Dr. Wilkie, what are some other tips or tricks, things that you would encourage producers to think about as they consider early weaning that you found to be valuable?
1: One thing that is really valuable when we do early weaning at home is that we have a good relationship with our vet. And so we have those calves up on a good vaccination program so that when we wean, that's already been covered. And so we do the branding vaccinations we do a preconditioning and then we do um, actually a booster after weaning because we do not sell them for you know 90 days at least after that so having a good vaccination program really helps it's kind of a preventative program, but I would really suggest that people visit with their veterinarian and, and see what schedule and what vaccines the veterinarian recommends. You say, "Hey, we're going to early wean, and so you know, when should we do these things?" And so I feel like that's that's very important. And then just letting that calf have that high quality feed and, and letting them eat that and making sure that they can reach everything is is very critical because a lot of the, the vitamins and the nutrients actually comes in the feed and that's where it's the most accessible and um, good feed, less stress, all that helps keep that calf very healthy. And so I just think that's really important to think through everything first and get it set up for success.
0: So you just mentioned the calf being comfortable. It also brought to mind for me, we are here at the end of June, 1st of July. And so heat and dry conditions, dusty conditions, those are a couple things that sure could be adversarial, I guess, to cattle comfort, calf health. Talk through with us a couple things to maybe think through about that in terms of shade and keeping a pen from being dusty. You know, How can we do that effectively and make sure that again, that calf is comfortable?
1: I mean, we can always, you know, water the pens down a little bit. We want to be careful that we're not doing it too much and adding humidity on top of heat because that makes it worse. But we can settle dust a little bit, um, and especially early on when they may be walking the fences a little bit and creating some dust. And so, you know, we might want to do something like that. And then um, if we are in a position where we can have some shade for those calves especially in a dry lot situation that always helps reduce stress because um the pin surface is going to be hotter than it is going to be out on the grass in the pasture so keeping that in mind that that's going to be a little more of a stressor for those calves um is important too. And so if there is any way to have shade, that's great. The other thing is bank those tanks, set that float where it's at the top of the, it's the edge of the tank because that any small calf that cannot reach that water is going to dehydrate very quickly. And so that's just going to add more headaches. Um, and that just can be a cooling thing for them too if they can get water. So making sure that set up for a calf that size is huge.
0: Dr. Wilkie, anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today?
1: Um, Just that that young calf has a very small digestive system and they need very high quality feed and they need to have the opportunity to eat several times a day to get the nutrition they need because they have a small digestive system. Kind of like our kids, you know, they, they don't eat much at supper, but then they eat a snack and um, it's because they don't have the capacity that a that a bigger person does. And so same with calves. So the other thing is making sure that there's plenty of bunk space and that all the calves get an opportunity to get up there and eat, but that also you know, watch that bunk. If you're feeding in a bunk that we make sure there's some feed available throughout the day without it getting, there being too much leftover where it starts to spoil and is gross. But just remember that some of those smaller calves could be getting pushed out when we first feed and they need an opportunity to come in there and, and eat. And, you know, obviously if they're on a hay bale and the pasture there, maybe that takes care of some of that, but making sure the supplement is available for everybody. Well,
0: for more information on the topic we discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, there are a number of resources on early weaning calves.